Hey everybody, I'm Ben Gramico from InterNACHI, that's the International Association of Certified Home Inspectors, and I'm with John Gillum. John is gonna do a live pre uh, presentation for us on an InterNACHI webinar, and he's gonna um, talk about um, what home inspectors should be doing in relationship to um, other professionals like licensed real estate agents and brokers. And um, he's got some really good tips for you. We're also Facebook Live, and if you're registered, you can uh, ask questions um, during this presentation. And John's gonna talk for a few minutes and then take questions if you'd like. And also, if you're um, watching this on YouTube or on Instagram or something like that, um, all of our InterNACHI webinars are recorded. So be sure to visit NACHI TV or InterNACHI's website, register for a webinar, and you can attend it live, interactive, it's free and open to everybody, or you could watch it later because we video record everything. So John, are you ready? Yes, sir. Hey, thank you so much for taking some time out for uh, doing a presentation for our inspectors. We really appreciate it. No, absolutely. I always enjoy working with uh, InterNACHI and, uh, and working with your inspectors, so it's great. So take it away. Very good. Well, uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, good afternoon for those of you guys that are on the East Coast. Uh, wanted to uh, do a quick introduction. My name is John Gillum. I have been an instructor with InterNACHI for several years. I primarily do real estate instruction. Uh, I'm an instructor in several states around the country. I'm also licensed in several states as a producing broker, but I do, uh, I do work with about, I don't know, seven to 10,000 licensees a year uh, and have been pretty active in looking at how the inspection industry has, has evolved and changed in relationship to the transactions that we do. And I've uh, had a great relationship working with uh, the folks at, uh, with Ben and the folks at InterNACHI for, for a few years and trying to look at what we can do to continue to bridge our relationships and build the business for you guys, as well as helping to uh, continue to reduce liability, especially as we're seeing more and more states adopting licensure. So I'm gonna go ahead and jump over to a PowerPoint presentation and, oops. I just kind of jump into some information for you guys. And we do have it set up to where you can uh, ask questions as we go. And I'll try to take those questions we, as, as we look at them here. So I'm, actually, Ben, mine's not popping up for the yep. chat. So if chats pop up, if you can handle that for me, I'd appreciate it. Sure. Awesome. And we see your screen. You're good to go. Very good. So uh, what we want to talk about today is looking at that cycle of, you know, the more you know, the more education you get, the more certifications you have, the more services you're able to provide, the more you can grow your business. But we're going to throw in a third aspect of that, and that's, and that's your ability to really show and demonstrate how those services can work for the consumers that we're all working with. Uh, one of the things that I want to really look at is how we can offer those higher level services without being really looking at it from a direct sales perspective, but how we can set it out there informationally for our folks to understand why these services are really there to benefit them in the long term, how it can save them money. And really from the, from the brokers, the escrowers, the people that we work with for a lot of our uh, referral business, if we're looking at that, um, what we can do to make sure that we're helping them to also reduce their liability um, across the board. Throughout the country, we're seeing, um, again, increased claims on errors and omissions insurance and, and 
claims against real estate brokers and claims against inspectors for failure to perform, failure to disclose, um, all kinds of things like that, that always come around with the physical aspect of the property. And this is from a broker's perspective where we rely so heavily on our relationship and, and the trust that we have in the inspectors that we're working with. Uh, we also want to really look at what we can do to have you guys continue to build that business outside of just the traditional transaction and what we're doing to uh, expand the scope of work that, that inspectors can do for, for the consumers on an ongoing basis. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit today about what you guys can do to leverage technology, some of the tools, especially that we've all been forced to have to learn to come in and use right now uh, during the, the COVID-19 pandemic to uh, maybe take some of these things and expand them to push out to what you're doing in the future so that we have a much more effective line of communication to make sure that we're having conversations with our consumers or when you guys are out at the properties and doing work. Um, and also to have the ability of documenting those conversations since you can save the videos, you can upload those, share them with the clients afterwards to ensure that, uh, that you have that documentation of the conversations that have occurred um, just across the board for everybody. So, uh, and then we're also gonna look a little bit at the ongoing communication and video marketing, some ways that you guys have to take what you're already doing, the work that you're doing, and, and record a portion of that and create tutorials so that you have the ability to, of, of leveraging that information to, again, build that ancillary side of the business that I think we have coming in. So one of the things that I wanna look at is how we can help you guys or, or, or how you guys can help yourselves to promote higher level services. I know almost all of you are doing the general home inspection. You can add on whether it's a radon certification or, or being certified to do mold testing, uh, you know, a lot of those, and some of you guys are adding in, as we have in here, if you're doing infrared or flare cameras, um, doing sewer scoping, but I want to make sure that we're really looking beyond just the services that you guys are doing and maybe looking at what we can do to partner with other related industries that are also tied to the inspection so that when we're pushing the information out there to the consumer, especially when they're using it in a transaction, that we're taking it from these are concerns and red flags that I really want to look at to then saying, and here's resources that we have. Let's get to the, to the brass tacks. Let's get to the actual factual information so we all know what we're working with and then be able to move forward with there. So when we're looking at some higher level services, one of the things that I know when I'm talking with, with real estate professionals around the country and we're talking about disclosures and inspections, um, you know, I'm also looking at a lot of the changes that we're seeing in building and construction and what we're building in the homes. And, with a lot of the newer homes, we're seeing a lot of those systems that have uh, like in-floor radiance uh, systems, the tankless water heaters, recirculating systems. And I know you guys see a lot of those systems that are failing before their effective life because they're not being treated, they're not being you know, back flushed. Um, and a part of it is, is that maybe we could have prevented some of that, have the consumer done a, a full spectrum water test, not just a bacteriology test uh, to the local health department, but actually done a full spectrum test to see maybe a recommendation for uh, a reverse osmosis, a salt system or charcoal system to, to increase that. So, uh, and again, you guys have the capacity of building those relationships with the companies that can do both the testing as well as those that might be able to do the servicing, which adds value to us as brokers on that end. One of the uh, biggest areas where we see potential concerns come in for our clients is typically around structural issues. When you guys indicate that there's cracking in the foundation in the walls or um, you know, potential settling issues, you know, there's always this catch of, well, so what do we do with that? And a lot of times it's hard for the brokers or to, to know if it's the inspector or us or who should be really looking at that next step for investigation.
And so you guys being able to step in and have a partnership uh, or a relationship with a structural engineer, with a geotech per, uh, professional, with somebody who can come in and do soil samples so that, you know, as we're looking at this, uh, we can look to you guys as an add-on service to make sure that we're getting the questions answered that we need, especially around the thing that tends to be the highest dollar uh, repair costs. And when we're talking about, you know, structural issues, those tend to be the highest dollar repair costs that our clients and consumers have to deal with on the back end, whether it's the negotiation during the transaction, or if it's a lawsuit that comes later because something wasn't disclosed and the buyer feels like they weren't taking care of or represented properly. And now they're coming back and looking for, for reparations. And often that comes in the form of yours and ours uh, are E&O. And so, you know, we're seeing huge claims on our E&O policies because of those specific types of issues. Um, another area that I want you guys to kind of think about and look at is grows. We're seeing more and more states that are, that are legalizing marijuana and, and, and working with that, in, with that industry. And as medical marijuana has become more prevalent, we're seeing more, even states that haven't legalized the rec grow, but we're seeing more locations and homes that have grows in them. And in states like Colorado that I live in, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of properties where legally they have the capacity to do that. But we all know that a home is not built to be a greenhouse, you know, and, and so we're seeing our consumers, the buyers and sellers, or we're seeing sellers more spe specifically, going through and trying to modify their home, typically not to code. They're bringing in way too many plants and, and, and we're seeing issues of water damage. We're seeing structural issues because of the water damage. We're seeing... Uh, you know, microbial growth and, and sporadic activity through the properties. We've got fertilizer, uh, you know, problems are gonna, that are coming through there. And, and I think, you know, you guys understanding the impacts of those grows and helping us to be able to better identify what we can do to mitigate those problems or deal with the actual structural problems and code issues would be really beneficial for the consumer moving forward. One of the areas where that might really come into play and where we're seeing this uh, especially as we're, we're going forward from today's time where people are a lot more aware of, of what's in their environment would be having the air quality testing. And uh, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that one of the certifications that InterNACHI has is to be a certified air quality uh, inspector. Is that correct? So, perfect. Um, so again, there's things that you guys have the ability of getting certifications on through InterNACHI that allows you guys to, again, build your services and to help us to really move forward with this, especially right now when we're seeing this mix of older homes where they don't have the, the bathroom vents going outside, um, they're not properly ventilated, or we're seeing a lot of things being recirculated in the homes because they haven't cleaned the filtration systems, they haven't cleaned the ducts, um, and they're recirculating stuff from the attic space into the house. And so we're, we're, you know, we're creating a lot of problems in the home that if you guys were also offering and, and helping us to understand the benefit of that air quality test, would allow our clients to know where that might be coming from and what they can do to better protect themselves in the future. So um, one of the big areas where I see some differences in uh, inspection services really comes to the tech side of that. One, we're looking at, again, some of those add-on services, so, oops, sorry, uh, such as the use of infrared cameras. I have a lot of inspectors I work with where they have the technology available and then we get the inspection and there's a single picture of the electric panel and that's it, you know, and, and it's an underused tool when we really could be looking to see, you know, is there, is there a, a heat loss issue? Is there an overheat issue? 
Um, I know I was working with an inspector in Vail, Colorado several years ago, and fortunately they had actually gone through with their IR and done the whole entire property. And in one of the bedrooms, they noted that there was a, a blue, weird kind of bluish spot on the wall. And when they investigated, they found out that the bathroom on the other side, that there was a very fine misting leak in the third floor bathroom of that property that they were getting ready to close in like October, November, and the buyers weren't going to actually be coming into that property until April. So that property would have sat empty for four or five months on a third floor of like an $8 million home. Um, whereas if they would have come in at the end of the year, uh, it, it would have been destroyed. And so in that case, that, that extra work of the IR and, and having inspected that was really competent, understood the value of that service to them, saved those consumers a huge amount of money and a huge amount of liability for the broker and everybody else. So again, really looking at how that stuff plays out can be very beneficial. Um, using drones, I know this is, uh, this is a tougher one in some of our markets because um, you often are, you have to have two people, one for the person who's flying it and doing the recording as well as having a navigator. Uh, this might be a really good benefit of trying to identify other people or brokers who have their FCC certificate, or I'm sorry, their FAA certification um, that can also be there to help you navigate or to have the, so that we're making sure we're doing it right and doing it properly. But I work in a lot of markets where, um, you know, if, if we have hailstorms and tornadoes, things like that, or high winds, um, we often see roof damage that, that goes, that gets missed during a general inspection. And if there's roofing materials or slope, um, then it, it just it, it just gets unnoticed. And, and there's no reason for that to happen when we're in this age of having tools that are very easily accessible for you guys to be able to pick up on some of those. So, uh, and then some other ancillary services that, that, you know, again, I think would be really great is, uh, you know, when you guys are doing the inspection, you flag something around a potential issue of, uh, you know, uh, potential asbestos-based insulation, potential for microbial growth, you know, when, when we're looking at those, there's a lot of those you guys could be certified to gather the samples to send a lab so that we're actually no longer dealing with potentials and dealing with factual information. So we know exactly what we're dealing with moving forward. And by having, by having that go from that potential defect to an actual material defect, then on the sales side within the transaction, the buyer and seller can make a much better decision about what they want to do and actually have something valid to go forward with when they're looking at, at bringing in a qualified professional to get mitigation bids. So um, again, just you know, anything like that. So on that note, is there any other, I'd just like to see your guys' thoughts. Are there other services that you guys are performing or something like that that's beyond the basic general inspection that you think uh, might also help? And, and again, this is for me to continue to grow my knowledge. Um, so Ben, anybody else, what do you guys think? I, I, there are a lot of pool and spa inspections going on, especially because, you know, like Florida, Texas, and the southern parts of the United States, a lot of our home inspectors get certified and trained in how to inspect a pool and spa. And that could be, um, you know, that could be another 20, 30 minutes to an, an inspection if it's a difficult system and all the pumps and need to be inspected and things like that. So that's another ancillary inspection. Perfect. How about anybody else? Uh, and you guys have the ability at the bottom of your screen, you can, there's a chat icon, you can click on that and you can go ahead and come up and ask questions, um, you know, or during these times when we're asking, you can hit your space bar on your keyboard and that'll turn off your mic so you can ask questions of us that way as well. So if anything comes up, please let us know. So, um, but I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go ahead and continue. 
So what I want to do is I want to also look at some of the issues that come up on, and again, obviously this is a bit biased, me being a broker, I want, you know, I want to make sure that I'm sort of covering where I come in. Um, but there's some problems that we have in brokers not still, after all these years, brokers still don't understand how our relationship works, how we can work with referring uh, inspectors in a lot of our areas and, and doing that outside of, of the potential liability that we have for negligent referral. And we'll get into that in a second. But a lot of us also don't understand how we're supposed to do our own disclosures. When I see something in the property, you know, brokers all the time will make the mistake of saying, well, there's a settlement crack or they'll say mold or they'll use words that I know you guys would never use because you've been trained on the proper way of communicating those to make sure that people understand that it's a potential that needs further investigation. And then we step over the line and make it factual, which is actually a slander issue. It's a competency issue. There's, there's a lot of things that come up. And, and so we're always on this, this balance as brokers because we're not trained in how to do that. It's not traditionally a part of, of our licensing education. And so we, we have this balance of simply not disclosing, which creates huge liability, or over-disclosing, which creates huge liability. And, and especially in the states where brokers are seller's agents, then we're actually damaging and having a breach of fiduciary with our sellers. So there's a lot of, com of, of conversations that really you guys could help us to, to overcome that. Uh, when we talk about negative referral, and I wanna just touch on this really quickly because we're seeing this be a bigger issue across the country. Um, and one of the problems, one of the impacts of this for you is a lot of you have relationships that you've built and, and uh, really good sources of business that you're getting from brokers that you have established uh, relationships with. And, and now we're being told as the brokers, we're being told in those states that we really should not be recommending. We really should not be the one saying, you know, I'm going to refer you to this person. And so it starts to deteriorate how you, that, that line of business that you guys have worked really hard to, to build and maintain. So what I would say is on that side, if you understand what our liability is on a negative referral side, and, and I'll tell you, one of the biggest cases I've heard against the broker so far happened in 2019 with a broker out of New Mexico who had directly referred an inspector in and they found some foundation issues and there was a $250,000 settlement is what they came up with, which was not covered by the broker's ENO. And at that point, inspectors were not licensed in New Mexico, so there was no you know on that part. So the broker had to take a hit for two hundred fifty thousand dollars for referring that for referring that inspector. Um, that's a lot. So there's there's a lot of things that come into there. One of the benefits and one of the things that I really appreciate about working with Internachi is you guys have legal counsel in in your system, and you guys actually have a negative referral indemnification for the brokers that are working with you. Uh, so again, having, having that tool and that resource is huge for both you, the consumer, and for the brokers that you guys are working with um, on that side. The other aspect, again, is you guys helping us to understand how we handle disclosure, why it's important to put it in writing, and how to do it properly so that we're not crossing that line of slander or stepping over the line of, of competency. Um, and so that, that's a big part of it. And then once your inspection's done, if you can help us to understand that that inspection really should be more of, um, if you look at the commercial side, you know, the general home inspection, you guys are like a generalist. And then just like if I go to a doctor or if I'm doing a commercial deal, you should be helping us to be pushing that to go to the specialist. Like I, I want to go see a heart specialist. I need to go see, you know, a, a somebody who specializes in those services to take it beyond 
what you guys are preventing and presenting. It's just like when we do an environmental inspection with the phase inspection, the phase one is a great tool because it helps us to understand where we need to go further with it. But a lot of brokers don't get that. We think that the tool you give us, that 800 page report that you provide us is the end all. That's, that's the end of the conversation. And then they take that and they start negotiating from that and they're pulling numbers out and they're pulling services out without actually knowing, is it an issue? What does it take to fix it? Um, and and we're, we're doing things that are just so far beyond our scope of competency, it's, it's, it's horrifying. And we see this as a common thing around the country. And so again, this is where our partnership and us being able to do a, a really good job of working hand in hand with our inspectors helps us to understand and to educate our clients why getting that next level specialist inspe inspection is so important to us. Um, but that's also another big reason why for me, I wanna make sure that when you guys are out there, that we're really documenting everything. One of my biggest frustrations is if I am doing the walkthrough with the buyer or if I have to be on site to let the inspector in and have the inspector come over and verbalize things that end up that don't end up in the inspection. Um, I know when I talk with you guys at, at convention, when I work with inspectors around the country, there's always about 10, 15% of you that love having the, con the consumer on site and, and walking them through there. And there's about 85 to 90% of you that would really just like to do your job and then have the consumer come on after the fact. And that's a comfort level for you. But again, my concern is, is I've been in those situations where you're in the middle of looking at something, the consumer asks a question, and then we've moved on, and now we've actually missed a part of the inspection for something that's, that's gone in there. Uh, so John, I'll let you, or uh, Ben, I'll let you answer that question. So John, do you appreciate a home inspector who provides recommendations for the contractor, the specific contractor to come in. So if I find that there's, um, oh, I don't know, missing GFCIs in the bathroom, and I say, oh, I recommend an electrician, a master electrician to come in. You like that? You like that recommendation? Absolutely, yeah. And especially when you guys are, are taking that further step of actually having somebody who's at that point. Um, and again, we're always taught from our side because we have, we have additional issues that come up on our side on, on the, the references and, and under the Real Estate Settlement um, Procedures Act, we actually have liability for how we, we make recommendations and referrals that don't necessarily apply to the recommendations and referrals that you guys make on your end. So, so it, it's, it's a great tool for us when we have an inspector who has those partnerships in place and has those people that can come in or even build it in as an ancillary service as a part of the inspection. If you have that partnership and you can say, look, I can bring in an electrician or you know to, to come in and do these things or the plumber or the sewer scoper um, i think that's an a, it's a great way of us making sure that we're we're pushing the consumer through in a way to protect them and that's the bottom line is it's always it's not about the upsell it's not it's it's about really providing the most to the consumer to protect them which is going to build your services and going to market what you do naturally what about when a home inspector provides estimates on cost uh, the cost estimates of repair so Does that get in the way? Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. And honestly, it sort of depends on the market, the community, um, and, and where it's at. We've got some inspectors uh, that have, and, and I know you guys have some really great tools on estimators, and, and you have some, some resources with estimators. And in some markets, those are really great tools because it's functional, it's effective, it's accurate. Um, unfortunately, I also work in some markets where um, like Colorado, New Mexico, where, where builders and contractors don't have to be licensed. They don't have to, uh, you know, we don't have some of those things. And so 
the cost of those services may be a little bit different because they're not using the same level of quality of material. They're not building it to the same point. And so, you know, that's, that's, I, I think that's a competency thing for the inspector and the broker and really kind of having, having some of that to determine if it's a proper tool to do. Yep. Um, I, I also appreciate some states, uh, I believe Texas is one, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Texas is a state where uh, the inspector actually um, cannot be giving bids right. to provide services. And that's a huge frustration I have in states where, uh, where they don't have that protection because you have the person coming in to do the evaluation and they have a huge bias for themselves. You know, in New Mexico, on the septic inspections, that's always been a big frustration is I, especially one that has not been permitted prior to, the sellers have never had problems with it. In, in 10 years of working in New Mexico, I've had zero septic systems pass that weren't permitted because the inspected company knew, or, or the septic company knew that they could come through and charge to replace the whole system. Hmm. And they're doing both. And, and so I think that really raises questions on, um, really on, on the ethical nature of that. I know you guys have an ethical standard that you have to follow. You have a code of ethics with an internet that I think is great to really step up that service. But again, it, it is an issue. I mean, did you, and what are your thoughts on that? What are you seeing around the country, Ben? Uh, well, the, the other thing about um, documenting things, you said everything needs to be documented and it really helps you out. One of the new technologies being used is a, a body camera and home inspectors are video camera, uh, videotaping, filming, um, the entire home inspection. And uh, how does a real estate agent look upon that where they have a three hour home inspection, four hour home inspection video provided to their client? You just, a real estate agent and a broker really just wants uh, text. Isn't that right? Uh, honestly, not always. I think that having some video recording of that is great documentation for everybody's protection, especially when it's being provided to the buyer, because when the worst case scenario comes up, um, it becomes much more evident that there was a verbal aspect, a, a video of graphic aspect or pictorial aspect, as well as the text uh, coverage of those things being in there. And so I, I, I personally, I don't think that there's a problem with it, um, okay. uh, but I also be really clear in saying that, um, and we're, we'll get this a little bit, I also don't think that those videos, the inspections, the reports, I don't think that any of that really is ever appropriate to be directly provided to the broker with the intent of the broker then reviewing that and going over with the consumer. That is, that is us stepping so far out of our lane, uh, it, 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 it's horrifying. So really that conversation, those things should be directed directly from the inspector to the consumer that's hiring them. That's the client, not the broker. And then you guys as inspectors being able to utilize that video uh, tool and you can even mark at this minute, here's where we are. And that's something that I would really highly recommend if you want to really get to the summary is as you're going through there, you can look down at it or on your notes, you can say, so at one hour 53, here's where I covered this. And you can make a note of that and then you can direct the consumer to that portion of the video. So Great. Cool. Any, any follow up on that? That's good, that's good. That's a good opinion, thanks. All right, so uh, again, as I said before, having, having an understanding of the, uh, of the inspection is really important. Again, getting the buyers to realize that negotiating off of the inspection directly is highly inappropriate because it really does create issues. And one of the things I see around the country when buyers negotiate off the inspection is again, 
either numbers are pulled for bids out of nowhere, or a lot of times they simply look to the seller and they say, we want the seller to hire a qualified professional to, deter to determine if this is an issue, how much of an issue, and then to correct it. But from a buyer's perspective in different markets, I think that's really damaging the buyer because you're giving full control of the quality and who's being hired and to what extent they want to determine that the repairs are being made to the opposite side of the transaction, rather than having the buyer be the one who gets to control who they hire and, and what depth of investigation is actually being done to determine what work needs to be, what work needs to be completed. So um, some of the things I wanted to also look at for, for that is, uh, you know, I know a lot of you guys are doing new home inspections. The downside is we also have a lot of builders who are actually refusing in their contracts to allow outside inspectors come in. Um, I, I actually believe that if those people would really understand the liability that they take on in doing that, they would probably do it a lot less. Um, and I think that, you know, for inspectors having conversations with builders to say, look, this is an opportunity for you. If you have preferred inspectors, you can do that, but it allows us to catch those things that maybe you've missed. I, I mean, I can't tell you guys how many times with new construction we've gone through and the, and I know you guys see this all the time if you do new home construction where they've, they've forgotten to blow on the insulation for a part of the, for a part of the home. They forgot, I've seen two in the last year up in, up in Denver and Colorado Springs where in one of the bathrooms, they, they forgot to tighten up the, um, the, the drain line either for the tub or the toilet. And so all of that was draining directly down into the, into the crawl space of the home. So uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely some things where you guys might actually be able to help them to catch those things, to save them money in the long run as well. And if they're allowing the buyer to hire you, it doesn't cost them anything. So I, I'm, I'm, I think that there's some things that we could do to educate them, to help you guys do more. Um, and I love the aspect of you guys doing the new home with the follow-up inspection in 11 months during the term of the, um, uh, you know, uh, implied warranty that, that a lot of states have for that, that one year implied warranty. So again, just having that in there. But I also think for a lot of buyers, if you guys are able to um, let buyers know like, hey, if you, and I know this is tough, it's a tough marketing aspect, but I think if we do it more from an educational side and not a sales side, you might actually see more and more buyers when you come through and say, hey, so the previous owner owned the property for 10 years and there was a lot of inspection issues because they had a lot of deferred maintenance things that were just let go or they weren't aware of. Those are things that if you guys say, hey, if you, know, if you hire me to do your general home inspection, I can come back in in X number of years or every couple of years and do a follow-up inspection to look at, you know, is the paint deteriorating? Are we seeing deferred maintenance issues? Am I picking up on something where the evaporative cooler is leaking and it's causing a problem? There's a lot of things that that homeowners are never going to notice or see or recognize that you guys will, that you could help point out to us during that, that abbreviated follow-up inspection so that when we go to sell the home in four or five or six years, that we have a better product to sell and we have less issues to deal with and less damage to the home as well. Nice. So um, on the backside, I want to have a little bit more of a conversation about your working with the work with the brokers. And I want you to realize one of the things, and, and I believe that internet, you would take the same perspective. The person who hires you is your consumer, not the broker, but consistently across the board in a lot of states where it's allowed, I'm seeing the inspectors providing the inspection to both the consumer and the broker, which as a broker, I will tell you, I actually wish you wouldn't. Uh, personally, I, th I think it's actually, um, 
it's not appropriate for me to be getting that and trying to walk the consumer through because that's not my, my area of expertise. But the bigger problem is that when you guys provide that to me, you're giving me a level of liability and a level of knowledge that actually isn't always factual material defect because you're pointing out a lot of potential defects that I don't have the, the qualifications to determine how serious it is or isn't. And so it, it adds some liability to me. And then I want to push to pass it on to the next consumer. The problem with me passing on the next consumer is that's you guys not protecting your intellectual property. What I have on the slide is IP. That's intellectual property. Your inspections are a copyrighted document. It's your creation. It's your pictures. And if you're actually using the report formats, it's actually a trademarked document that's protected and should not be passed from consumer to consumer to consumer for a lot of reasons. One, if even if it's a one month or two month gap from when the original inspection was done, if it's given to the next buyer and the buyer assumes that that is a, an accurate reflection of the home, the seller takes on liability. And I've seen a lot of cases where those buyers are then also going back and trying to sue the inspector for missing something that wasn't even an issue at the time that they did the inspection, but it was an issue at the time that the buyer bought the property. Hmm. So again, th those are all really big parts of this. Um, and then again, I think if the, if the broker, not just a consumer, but the broker also understands the purpose of the inspection, we're going to be a lot less likely to want to include that with our inspection objections when we're making them, because we're realizing that it's not tied to a bit. It's not tied to anything that is actually materially known until we get those higher end inspections or those higher end investigations completed. Um, and then the, the other part in, in dealing with the brokers and consumers is when we're doing the walkthrough. I know a lot of cases um, where we're doing the walkthrough, the broker needs to be on site because they're the licensed individual who's responsible for the buyer doing that. But I see a lot of inspectors who are engaging those conversations with the broker and not with the consumer. The consumer is the one who really needs to understand what it is that you're dealing with and as well as some of the servicing things, because you guys are great at pointing out future servicing issues. And I want to make sure that the consumer is getting that information and not being interrupted by the broker. Or when you point something out, not having the broker interfere and say, oh yeah, no, most homes have that. That's a really common thing. And downplaying what you're presenting, because that obviously creates liability across the board. Um, but I also want you guys adding your relationship. It's, it's your relationship with now your consumer on the buyer or the seller. And so you should be engaging them directly because that builds your rapport for the next time around or when they wanna you know, refer somebody else over there. So again, addressing the conversations directly to them, um, politely excusing the broker from the conversation, just like if I'm there and, I, and I'm at the property and the inspector's talking with me, I will politely excuse myself from the conversation. So you know, again, I, I think how we do that becomes really important for you guys moving forward also. We have a lot of states that actually um, are, uh, work under escrow. And I wanna to clarify to you guys, not every state follows escrow and goes through that process of having an escrow attorney or, or an escrow process. So some, it's just an under contract process where the broker handles all of the coordination and negotiation and documentation. And then the title company simply does the final closing service and the title work. But in a lot of states where you guys have escrow, you have a, a, a person outside the broker who is the central person for processing information, gathering all of the things, working with the lender, oftentimes working with the inspector. So when you're working with escrow states, understanding the role that they take, because in many cases, they may be the one 
ordering and or coordinating the pest inspections, looking at the survey issues. And again, you guys might also be able to identify some of those. Um, ordering the septic inspections for the states that require a transfer of title septic inspection or septic certification. Um, and, and, and again, and other, other sorts of services along those lines. So don't forget your escrow officers when you're having those conversations because they might also be a good person where you go through and you provide them a, an information sheet for them to give to the buyer to also say, through the process, we want to make sure that you're aware that these are other things that it might be in your best interest to have looked at. Have you, and, and then they can also essentially, they end up marketing those ancillary services for you in their wanting to protect the consumer. So again, just don't leave those people out of the conversation. So uh, again, the whole point with this is, is by marketing these services to reduce liability, um, you're, you're no longer trying to upsell a product or a service. It, it really is something that is, that is valuable. It's vital in a lot of cases for people to really understand how those things can benefit them. And I think if, if we can work out, and Ben, I don't know if this is something that internet you wants to look at, or you guys may already have that in some states, um, but I think if we might be able to provide more of an information sheet for our consumers or a video, like a, a, a small tutorial video or an explanation video, and then the consumer can actually sign off on that and say, yes, I understand what this is or the impacts are, and I would either like to engage these services or I would like to, I've satisfied myself. And, I, and that's your thing. I don't ever like the word waiver. Um, I think that it, when a consumer has the information, they say, no, I'm satisfied of that. I don't need further investigation. That's a lot better for all of us rather than the consumer saying, no, I'm going to waive my rights to look at that. Mm -hmm. So I think a satisfaction is, is, a, is a much more appropriate side of it because they, they haven't waived it. They had the opportunity. They chose not to pursue it. So um, but I think in any one of those situations, whether it's video-based and an e-signature or an actual PDF or something like that where they sign off on it, um, any one of those things, I believe, really just make sure that the consumer is getting really good information. They get to make the choice about what they do and don't want to do. And it, and it takes some of the liability off of us from them saying, well, I didn't know. Hmm. Because now we have documentation that it's actually occurred. So yep. Ben, any, any yeah, further yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, Internachi does have a few forms for our inspectors to use that um, if the inspector uh, offers to do those additional inspections in order to not just reduce liability, but to provide more information, uh, let's say a mold inspection as an ancillary in service on top of the uh, home inspection, the, um, the form uh, is kind of like a waiver, but it does say um, for it gives the opportunity for the home buyer to decline the service. So they can't come back and say, well, now I found mold in the crawl space. We could go and say, and the home inspector can show that, well, I offered you to do a, a mold inspection and you declined that uh, service. So we were, uh, all of us were uninformed of the indoor air quality issues that you declined to, to have uh, uh, revealed uh, during the inspection. So we do have those forms. That's a great idea. Okay, and, and again, for you guys, knowing that those forms exist and then and then allowing those forms to be presented through everybody including the broker because if the broker has that documentation as well so so again the inspection should not go to the broker but the the acceptance or, or decline of services i think probably would be appropriate to provide to the broker or to the escrow person in those situations so any thoughts on that ben yeah um and also we were talking about um documentation and who gets what 
And I was just thinking, I was just reminded of myself that um, there is an inspection agreement between the home inspector and the home inspector's client. And that's who I work for as a home inspector. So if I'm going to communicate anything or reveal anything or provide any kind of documentation of information, I'm going to first bring that to my client. And then my client has the right to share it or use it uh, to their advantage. So if I have a big 80 page inspection report, I'm not just going to print out a bunch of copies and pass them around. I'm going to use my client because um, they they paid me and we have an agreement of of me being the information gatherer and providing that information to my client and it's uh, whoever signs on that line that's who i work for so i think that documentation path goes from me to my client great and and on those uh, along those lines i believe that in the template that you guys provide the inspector actually does own the inspection mm -hmm. and the photos and we're giving it to the consumer um, with a license to utilize that for their own purposes. But it also, if I remember correctly, does say that it should not be provided further for the benefit of other people. Is that also correct? That's correct. So you don't ever want to see an old inspection report being used. Um, uh, if you're a home buyer, for example, uh, the home seller or uh, the listing agent shouldn't be giving you an old inspection report. That just causes a lot of problems. Okay. And so for you guys, inspectors, I want you to realize that in a lot of states, when the seller or the listing brokers provided that information, that now becomes knowledge for them. Mm. And the breach of the agreement on the royalty side or the, the intellectual property side actually occurred with the buyer and the buyer's broker for sharing that information with the listing broker. So it's actually less on the seller and the listing broker side as it was on your consumer not understanding that that was not an appropriate action for them to take. And I actually see a lot of buyers and buyer brokers who say, you know, you can't pass it on to the next person unless you're going to pay my buyer for the inspection, which is not appropriate. So, you know, that's, it's like me downloading a song and then putting it on a disc and charging people to, to be able to reuse it. That's completely inappropriate. Yep. So, um, and illegal, if we're going to be honest, there's a word for that. So we don't want people pirating your guys' inspections moving forward either. So, Again, it's just protecting yourself, protecting your business and your interest in it. Um, so in these conversations, I wanna, I, I've got a little bit more on to get through, but we're running out of time. So I wanna make sure that, uh, you know, in these conversations, you guys understand some of the services that you have as being members of, of Internet Chain. One of those is exactly what we talked about before on the negative referral. Um, I, as a broker, feel much more confident about working with folks that are members of Internet Chain because of the $10,000 um, negative referral indemnification that's provided. That's a huge saving grace for me. If I thought that I've done my job and something gets missed and then the client or the consumer comes after me. Uh, ben, I believe that you guys have, are still continuing the buyback program. That's correct. It's really popular. Okay. So again, if something is missed, uh, then the program allows internationally from the broker's perspective to go ahead and purchase the home back, make the corrections. And then I believe that they actually go back and they list with the person who recommended the internationally inspector. Uh, so, so again, it kind of brings everything back full circle again. You guys also have um, the ability to, of getting gift cards that are branded to you to provide to your consumers. Um, those are things that as brokers we can't always do, but you guys can through your services. Uh, and then there's a book that's called Now That You've Had Your Inspection, right? Or you've had your inspection, now what? So, you know, those are great tools for you guys, A, to give to brokers to really understand what, what the inspection is and does, but to give to the buyer, provide that to the buyer so that the buyer has something functional 
to move forward with as well. So is there any other um, ancillary materials or things that, that we should be aware of, Ben? Those are excellent ones. Um, the agent indemnification is a really popular one. Um, that's $10,000 protection uh, so that agents feel um, free uh, to uh, make referrals to home inspectors. And then the buyback program is that extra added protection. Uh, it's a win-win-win for everybody. Um, so um, that's a very popular uh, buyback program is really popular. And the home maintenance book, um, it's, there's another benefit to the home maintenance book is that you know, a lot of home inspectors want to talk about a lot of information about how the home works and how to maintain it, but um, they're missing out on that precious time where they should be talking about important things. So all of that information about home maintenance can be relayed to by just simply giving a home maintenance book out. And International's Home Maintenance Book has all that really good, juicy information that you don't have to fill up uh, and communicate during your mm, two, three hour home inspection. Um, get to the important stuff and let the home maintenance book um, talk about the home maintenance issues. Great. Uh, and uh, Ben, I wanted you to see that uh, John Ross was asking if there's a video on how the buyback program works. So oh. I'm sure that's something you can provide them a little bit. Uh, you go to natchi.org slash buy, natchi.org slash buy and get all that information. Okay. Uh, so another part of this is working marketing directly, like building that, that base of business beyond the transaction and working directly with owners directly with sellers and directly with homeowner associations. Um, and I think, and I know, I know a lot of you guys are offering their services in, in different markets and it may not be going as well for you in the marketing. And we don't want to spend a whole lot of money on the marketing side of it uh, because there's, there's, there's more efficient ways of spending our money. But I think through building in those services now and having the rapport while you're doing the general inspection and, and having those conversations now, it makes the marketing aspect a lot easier on the back end. And this is a great time where you guys can be le uh, leveraging what you're doing to have the conversations and, and to be able to present this so that it doesn't cost you any more money on the marketing aspect. So working with your, uh, with your buyers that are then going to be homeowners to understand the value of a scheduled walkthrough like every year or two or, or with a homeowner association. You know, I work with, with hundreds of homeowner associations in, in multiple states. Um, I'm a community association management instructor also. So I work directly with homeowner association managers and what they should be doing. And typically it's the, the HOA president and the CAM, the, the association manager, who's walking through the property trying to determine what services need to be done. And again, that's not appropriate. You guys would be a much better resource to be able to reach out to those folks and say, let's bring me in, let me kind of point some of this stuff out. There's things you guys, again, can catch, again, using infrared cameras, pulling the drone out to see if there's roofing issues or, or global issues that are being missed. So I think there's some other services that we could be pushing out there that would just help everybody overall and, and, and prevent larger issues from, from occurring. Uh, so again, and some of those might also come down to the higher level inspections for, for owners right now. Some of you may have bought a home a couple years ago and you can come back out and say, look, it's been five years. Why don't you have me come out and just double check everything Let's look at this stuff so that you can keep up with the deferred maintenance so that in 10 years or seven years when you go to sell, you're not replacing siding because you're able to simply just do painting and caulking and things like that here. Or, or we're not replacing the siding because we caught the drainage coming from the, uh, um, from the gutters coming down in a downspout you know, splashing against the house or, or having snow build up. Like, let me deal with that stuff now. Let's look at solutions to prevent 
further issues by catching those deferred maintenance issues now. Um, you guys, I know a lot of you guys are doing pre-inspections in some states. That's become a huge tool uh, for buyers coming in into multiple offer situations to have those, those conversations early on. I think that's amazing. Um, but again, you guys being able to, on, the, on that ongoing basis, to be able to catch those acute, you know, something that's coming up now to determine if it's an issue before it gets worse. But that's, that's a part of you being able to have those conversations to say there's a value of doing this on a regular basis and actually working with the associations or working with the, the homeowners to say, here's some, some service interval recommendations. Uh, you, we do that with our vehicles. You know, if I'm going to spend, you know, X amount of money on a car and I take it in, I want to follow those service intervals for my car to make sure I'm protecting that investment. Why would I not do the same and look to you to build in service intervals or service checks to have you come out to look at things to let me know where I am on, on something that's, you know, three, four, five hundred, a million dollars, or I'm sorry, four or five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. Why would I not want to protect that investment the same way? And so again, it's, it's how we look at it and how we present it that helps us. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, is you guys leveraging technology for what we're doing. And I think that we have communication tools that we can start building today and then continue through tomorrow, such as doing your walkthroughs on Zoom or Google Handouts, FaceTime, even Snapchat. I think there's a lot, anything that allows you to have a direct video communication with your clients um, I, I would say like Zoom, Google Hangouts, those are probably the better ones because you can actually record that. Does, that doesn't always happen with FaceTime and Snapchat. Um, but having that capacity to actually record the conversation so the consumer can even go back to it later. You know, you can send that, you can upload it to YouTube, you can make it private, only give that one consumer access to that video. Um, and that's another big thing. Please make sure that you are limiting access to those videos only to the people that you want to have uh, to have access to. So you want to have some kind of security provision in place to, to protect you, the consumer, and the homeowner um, from not having other people gather that and then run around making slanderous statements because they misunderstood something. So, um, but again, having that in there allows them to go back because when you're doing your walkthrough with the buyer, they're overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. They don't really understand it. They're just simply nodding their head up and down in agreement with you and, and they don't get it. So having the ability to go back and having that video is an amazing tool. And I think it also helps you guys to not have to have the consumer on site with you right now, where we have precautionary issues in a lot of states that we have to follow. And I'll be honest, if your state has certain orders that say that if the consumer or the broker does not need to be on site, they, they should not be. If you have the ability of doing this in a video-based setting, that's exactly what the situation is. And I think if we can leverage that tool moving forward, we'll actually find it to be a really effective tool for engaging with the conversation with the clients, they get to see what's going on and then actually have something they can go back to that doesn't exist if we do a face-to-face -face walkthrough. So uh, some other ongoing communication, I think you guys establishing with that consumer, not just the broker, but with the consumer having a follow-up campaign. And again, I, I will tell you guys, not everybody is comfortable being on video. Um, even for myself, I am perfectly fine doing live instruction. When I started doing videos and I started doing video email through BombBomb where I reach out to a consumer and I'm recommending this to you guys, you know, every six months or every year or whatever, whatever time frame you got, do an actual video email to the consumer. It's very personalized. It does not feel like it's sales or marketing. Um, it's, it's you reaching out. I just want to follow up. How's everything going with the home? Um, are, are there things that have come up that maybe you have concerns about a year later that you would like me to come back and, and just check out for you to make sure that you're okay? 
Um, and again, doing that in a video-based email is an amazing tool to continue to, to have that rapport uh, with your consumers is, is, is great. Um, what I will say is, is always come at it from the perspective of uh, what's in the client's best interest and am I building rapport? I know sometimes it's easy for us to forget that our clients and consumers don't have the same knowledge we have, and we've got to be very cautious not to talk down to them, not to be condescending, not to be assumptive of, of what they know or, or don't know. Um, and, and again, and if you're really not comfortable with having your face on video, you don't have to have your face on the video, um, especially when, when you're doing like the 20 minute walkthrough, you don't have to have your face on at all. You can simply show the home and the parts of the home and never have to have your, your face on there at all. Um, but I think that you guys can walk through and you can see there's a lot of examples of inspectors who are doing a great job, including Ben, if you, if you follow Internation on uh, Facebook, they do little video walkthroughs to say, here's a problem. And they point it out. And you could do the exact same thing and not have to show your face at all. But again, how you do that will, will continue to build engagement. Um, ongoing trainings, again, for brokers. If you guys get really used to when you're on site and you see something that could have been a preventative issue for a consumer, record it. Upload it to YouTube. Put it on Facebook. You know, go through, put it on Instagram. Go on. There's a lot of different things we're getting into in a second where you guys can post those videos and engage the brokers, the escrow officers, the buyers, the sellers. So you can do ongoing training for all of those people. And really what you're doing is getting engagement and impressions and marketing for yourself for free. And it's a really, really great way of doing that. So, and some ways, uh, and, and uh, I believe, I, Ben, I, they have this video available to them. They can go back and watch this later once you guys upload it to your systems. That's right. Um, but I'm happy to go ahead and send you this whole, this whole slideshow. So if anybody that's on here right now wants to have a copy of it, or if anybody wants to get it later, so they have some of these lists, I'm happy to provide that for you guys as well. Thank you. Thank um, so, but you know, again, for you guys, getting those videos, putting it out there, and don't, don't just stop at, here's an issue. Why don't we also go to that step of, here's an issue, and this is something that may have been caught had we been able to come back out here a year or two ago and, and, and caught it then, you know, like we see so much damage to properties that are from lack of deferred maintenance because the homeowner simply didn't know. And so by building that in, when you're doing your inspection, say, look, this is something that, that might not have been as big of an issue if they had had a, a regularly scheduled inspection to come through and just check this stuff, we could have caught this way back here. And again, what you're doing is, is a very subtle form of marketing, but it really isn't a consumer's best interest to save them time and money and hassle later. So again, using YouTube, using Facebook or Facebook Live, um, posting videos on Instagram, posting videos on TikTok, um, sharing Snapchat stories, those are all things that are video-based ways of you guys putting information out there that are just really effective ways to, to continue to support your business. So, you know, really, at the end of the day, what we're really looking at is, is this aspect of the, the more you know, you know, the, the more certifications you have, the more training you get, the more you're catching things on the property, the more confident and trusted you become, the more you show through demonstrating that, again, not in just the walkthrough with the buyer, not in just coming into a brokerage office, but actually presenting that information in a format that people can go back and look at and use to educate themselves. So the more you show your, your expertise and the more you show what you're doing and how that could have been prevented and how we can protect the consumers I promise you the more your business is going to grow. So that's what I've got for here. So Ben, I'm going to go and stop this and bring it back. 
Um, any other thoughts, conversations from anybody in the panel or Ben from you? Yeah, so um, we have uh, a couple of people on Facebook who want your slides. Perfect, all right, I will go ahead and make sure I get those sent over to you and you can make those available to the members. That'd be fantastic, thank you so much. Um, John, I really appreciate it, um, taking the time to speak to us inspectors about everything. You have uh, perfect insight. I mean, it's, you're unique fella, uh, to have a broker uh, with your experience and talent um, speaking to home inspectors about what they should do to um, be successful in their business. So we really appreciate it. We really appreciate the insight. It's unique. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. And I appreciate this. And uh, for those of you guys that are on right now, um, ben and Internachi have invited me to come and speak at the uh, Pro Inspection Conference that we have in Ontario, California in October. Uh, and you know, I, again, I've done that before. There's a lot of just great information. You guys can actually see a lot of the tools and, and, and much, a uh, much greater extent of tools and resources than what we've talked about today. And we'll engage further in some of these conversations and how you guys can um, really engage and, and bridge some of the gaps with your referral basis and building some of the business. So we'll have more time to engage in this conversation. Um, you know, we have two hours rather than a, you know, a 40, 45 minute opportunity to, to just do this. So again, um, you know, if you haven't registered for the conference, uh, it's an, I'm telling you guys, like I, I learned a, a huge amount for me as a broker, which helps me do a better job for my consumers. Um, but I think it's a great way for you guys to really understand how to leverage what you're doing to, to just build your business going forward. So um, I hope to see you guys all at the Pro Inspectors Convention um, in, uh, in Ontario this year. Thank you, Mr. Gillum. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Bye. Thanks, John. Have a good one. See ya.